Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News, coming to you on this Thirsty Thursday, August 3rd, 2023. I've got Lizzo responding to her accuser, a Tom Sandoval update from Special Forces, and Tom Brady owns a new sports team, plus this Bachelor Nation gal is pregnant again. All this and more on today's Bachelor Rush Hour. We are receiving peak download numbers. The podcast has never been so successful. We are actually blazing our way through our first year of the podcast. We haven't missed a day. That includes my wedding week. Oh, no, we started the podcast in November, so we started after my wedding. Point being is, I don't care where I am in this world, you are getting content in the afternoon on your rush hour drive home. Our featured clip of today will be Michael A., responding, uh, Bachelor in Paradise star Michael A., responding to Sierra and all of her claims and opinions about him and his relationship. So I'll share that entire video. He was on the She's All Batch podcast. By all means, get out there and go listen to the full episode. It is chocked full of tea in a time where there isn't too much else to discuss today. Yesterday, Gabby Wendy went on The View and came out of the closet and said, I'm dating a woman. And of course, 90% of the audience is super excited and happy for her. And then there's this, of course, everything's a conspiracy, right? There's, I'm not going to promote who's saying this, but there's some people saying, oh, it's a deep state conspiracy that Hollywood is trying to indoctrinate everybody. And this was planned since before The Bachelorette. And she always knew. And it's something that's going to, you know, just absolute rubbish out there some of these stories so we'll get to our featured clip at the second half of today's episode but first congratulations to amanda stanton and she is expecting a child she posted this on instagram baby fogel due in january we have some catching up to do i've been dreaming of this day for so long and i'm so excited to finally share the news with you all the last few months have been truly everything I have dreamt of and more, and I'm finding myself constantly trying to slow down and soak up every second. And then, of course, she promotes Natural Cycles, an Instagram account for pregnancy planning. Good for her for working in a pregnancy-sponsored post. I mean, if that's the job you got to do, absolutely. If it rains, get out the buckets and collect them rainwater. Okay, so happy for her. Congratulations. And let's actually jump to this non-bachelor story. My boy, Tom Brady, greatest of all time. Uh, I think they've said if you divide Tom Brady, uh, his whole career up into three parts, each part individually could be a Hall of Fame season, uh, Hall of Fame career. That's how good he is. Here's what he had to say about joining uh, as co-ownership of a new football team. And again, that's the non-American football. So here's the deal. I'm officially coming on board at Birmingham City Football Club. And maybe you're asking, what do you know about English football, Tom? Well, let's just say I got a lot to learn. But I do know a few things about winning, and I think they might translate pretty well. I know success starts with the work put in when the world isn't watching. I know that a team is nothing without the city that shows up and stands behind them. Most importantly, I know I like being the underdog. The road's been long for Birmingham, but these fans have never stopped believing. We got a song that says, no matter what, you keep right on to the end of the road, and I'll be on that road with you. I'll see you at St. Andrews soon. It's time to get to work. 
let's go. Listen, for a million dollars, I couldn't tell you where Birmingham is or anything about this football team, but I think I just became a fan. I think I just bought a jersey just listening to Tom Brady with his hype speech. He may be retired, but boy, is he making me hungry for some victory. And if you're hungry out there, join my sponsor today, Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you. Bring more flavor to your table this fall with Green Chef's wholesome elevated recipes, featured seasonal organic produce and unique farm fresh ingredients. Oh, that's right. The kids are going going back to school, you finally have some free time. Don't waste it by doing all of this food planning and prep. I mean, they literally send you like a box that is also a cooler and it's everything that needs to be refrigerated is refrigerated and frozen stuff's frozen and it's pre-packaged and pre-proportioned. It makes it really idiot proof. And that's what we're all about here is idiot proof. All the options for your lifestyles, keto, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, whatever you guys need. Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh and with a wider array of meal plans to choose from there's something for everybody as you guys know we've switched between the two different brands and now my listeners you guys can enjoy both brands at a discount with me go to greenchef.com slash rush hour 50 and use code rush hour 50 to get 50 percent off plus free shipping hey maybe you want to ex- maybe you want to send your kids off to school and make green chef for lunch it doesn't have to be for dinner make it for lunch the brats are off at school give them the spaghettios for dinner and you take the good food at lunch greenchef.com slash rush hour 50 and use code rush hour 50 to get 50% off plus free shipping. And here's another sponsor you probably shouldn't share with your kids. Today's other bachelor rush hour podcast is sponsored by microdose gummies, an incredible entry level dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of good microdosing can curb your anxiety. Are you so busy getting the kids off to school? (laughs) Just relax a little bit and, you know, enjoy some microdosing microdose is available nationwide to learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code rush hour to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that's microdose.com code rush hour. And look, I don't have any proof behind the claims I'm about to say, but I think it's easier to help your kids with their math homework if you've had some microdose gummies. Back to school, choose microdose. Boy, I, I tell you what, I'm just crushing these ad reads. All right, a non bachelor story Lizzo. her accuser. Now, we know she's been accused of some crazy things by multiple different people here, you know, going to these sex parties um, in Amsterdam while on tour with her dancers. Well, apparently her accuser praised the singer after alleged incidents. I just want to follow in her footsteps. Now, that doesn't mean she's not guilty, but, you know, Lizzo does have the chance to respond to these allegations. Ariana Davis has this explanation for her video. Right up until the last minute, I didn't realize how bad it was and how much I was being taken advantage of. I just genuinely wanted to save my job. This video further explains how much I was trying to please Lizzo. And of course, we don't need to share it with you, but it was a video from the accuser telling Lizzo, you know, and shouting her praises for Lizzo. And then now in the uh, now, in the court documents, she's saying that Lizzo terrorized her. Both can be true. You can always try to please your uh, sort of um, your, uh, uh, you know, the whole Stockholm syndrome thing, right? You please your abuser. Absolutely, that can happen. But also, Lizzo, Lizzo is innocent until proven guilty. So Lizzo posted this. 
She said, these last few days have been gut-wrenchingly difficult and overwhelmingly disappointing. My work ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been questioned. My character has been criticized. Usually I choose not to respond to false allegations, but these are as unbelievable as they sound and too outrageous to not be addressed. These sensationalized stories are coming from former employees who have already publicly admitted that they were told, um, and then she goes on and on and on, uh, you know, things that, um, you know, look, hey, what, what we have essentially is a work worker, uh, employee, employer issue here. But um, we've always kind of admired Lizzo for her positivity she has out there. So I kind of hope it's not true. But does that mean I don't believe the accusers? It means we're just going to wait and see how this all plays out. All right. Well, we have a Bachelor Vanderpump Rules crossover to get to. That's right. Tom Sandoval snuck photos of Raquel slash Rachel onto Special Forces set. That's right. You you heard that correctly. Uh, This was explained uh, by Nick Vial. He and Tom Sandoval are on season two of Special Forces. Have a listen. Say what you want about Rachel, but maybe she finally was just like, this is my life. And there's like, I can't possibly go back because maybe she drew that line between what would be good for the show and her brand versus like what's good for her as a human being. If you're Tom Sandoval, do you want Rachel back on the show? He he snuck in pictures of him and, and Rachel. And he showed them to the cast for what that's worth. The special like, forces, like a soldier at war with a picture of his wife. Yeah, like he took. Like you weren't allowed to sneak things in. I would have loved to sneak snuck in a picture of Natalie and I. And I guess I could have tried. I just didn't. But like he went out of his way to like bring in like endearing photos of him and Raquel and slash Rachel and show them around. And he he came across as a guy who cared about her. I, and I'm just saying that objectively. To, honestly, and, you know, the, the conversations with the cast were kind of like, oh, my fuck, I mean, you might as well go for it. You know, there seemed to be some real reluctance uh, about what the percent, like what would the public allow them to be together? But he came across to me as a guy who say what you want, at least in that moment. And you could debate whether Tom can care about anyone but himself. But he if I didn't know anything about him, he came across as someone who still had feelings and cared about Rachel. All right, there it is. And look, I I understand why Nick is sort of like very careful the way he describes this, because what we've seen with Howie Mandel is any way that at any time where you not, not only don't take Tom Sandoval's side, but try to see the scenario with a little bit of nuance. People get so upset. Upset. Oh, you're a Tom Sandoval sympathizer. I I agree with Nick here that any that it's like, look, if you didn't know all the details that people know, you just see a guy who's like moving on from heartbreak and he's got a new girl and this. And you don't know all those details. You give people the benefit of the doubt in real life. We know how messy it was, and we know that it involves so much um, fan interjection and speculation that it becomes hard to even know what's true or not. I'm sure for the people that are in the know of the Tom Sandoval story, of course, we're talking about Tom Sandoval who cheated on his longtime girlfriend, Ariana, with their close friend, Raquel. If you know the story, it's almost like 
you almost wonder if Tom's even a real person at this point because he's larger than life and not for any of the right reasons. I'm actually going to be, because I've really enjoyed Bravo, I'm going to be on a Bravo-themed stand-up show. It's called The Real Housewives of Stand-Up Comedy, Friday, August 11th in Hollywood, California. And one of the stand-up comedians is Billy Lee, who I believe is a friend of Tom Sandoval and Ariana's. So this will be very interesting to hear Billy Lee's stand-up set and see if they have anything to say about uh, Scandival. I have a new joke I've been doing that is about my wife catching me cheating on her in her dream. And within my joke, I actually make a Tom Sandoval reference. We'll have to see if Billy Lee is in the room while I make that reference. But if you want to come to the shows, tickets are available. They're only 10 bucks presale. And I think you can get the ticket if you go to uh, the link in my bio, linktree.com slash Dave Neal. You can find the tickets there. And I will also have tickets to my show in Huntington Beach, California. That's in Orange County, right? Huntington Beach, California, August 17th. And then Seattle, Washington. That's in the Pacific Northwest. Not that anyone had an issue with where Seattle was. And hopefully it doesn't rain out of my parade. That'll be August 24th. I'll be headlining that show. We have VIP tickets, which come with a custom Dave Neal koozie and a beer inside that koozie and a uh, show poster autographed by yours truly and a meet and greet afterwards. So if you want, you can get those VIP tickets to the Seattle show or just general admission. And also August 11th, the show in Hollywood. Some people in Minnesota have been asking for me to come perform there. Hey, drop me a comment in my DMs. If you'd come out to a show in Minnesota, maybe I'll get one on the books for November or December. We can do it before the snow hits. Um, either way, we're going to get into the Michael A story that uh, the interview he did with She's All Batch right after a quick word from our sponsor. Michael was on the She's All Batch podcast, micro podcast, award-winning micro podcast, She's All Batch. Big fan of theirs. They do fantastic work. I'm going to share with you guys five different clips. I'm telling you, it's a jam-packed episode. Go listen to the whole thing. Stephanie and Jackie do a fantastic job curating the conversation and bringing you through all of the different topics, so you're not going to want to miss the full conversation. Here's a quick teaser. This is the actual... (laughs) text right here and i'm gonna read it this is the last time i'm talking about this and the only time i all right and we're gonna listen to it so anyway here is some of what what was said now it's not just the conversation around sierra we didn't realize this but according to michael he was really up to become the next bachelor in fact he talks about it at the 35 minute mark i'm gonna uh uh, uh, not cover all of it but there is an aspect here we where he discuss and again because i want to leave i want to let you guys go listen to this all by yourself there's an aspect where he describes when he was still flirting with katie thurston when he didn't know she was in a relationship of course that one with blake uh moines and kind of a man how he felt dumb afterwards because he, you know, he didn't realize that everyone was going to see his thirsty. You know, he, he commented on her page something kind of thirsty. So he shares all of that. But let's go to the part where he was close to becoming the lead. I remember speaking with Katie about it, and you know, she had a really rough time mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of things. And I was like, you know what, this doesn't seem too exciting. And we had tons of conversations about being the lead, not just after Katie's season, but I mean, they asked me three separate times. Wow. And are these like full blown meetings with contracts? Because some people just have like the passive. Oh, no, these are these are top ABC executives. I mean, it was very, very real. I mean, they had production 
uh, crews in Akron scoping out places. There was discussions that they were going to move the mansion. To- oh, like Emily Maynard? Yeah. They were going to move it to Akron um, so I didn't have to be away from James. Wow. So it actually seems like Michael was way closer to becoming the lead. You have to imagine that this would anger the producers if they thought they were going to get him. And then all of a sudden they didn't. And then they have to scramble to try to get Clayton or another lead. But hey, that's what the producers do to contestants all along, right? The, The producers string contestants along. So I have no problem with him stringing producers along. Saying to you like, oh, we're going in a different direction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I told It was I told yours. Him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he mentions it was his decision not to be the bachelor, not theirs. 100%. 100%. How do you know 100%? I mean, I had all the contract. I, had, I, had I was going to gonna say, did you sign a contract? I had to call them and tell them no. And they were very upset. Wow. Interesting. But even as upset as they were, they still kept him around, of course, for Bachelor in Paradise. So they understood the value in Michael's story. So let's go to the next clip. Things are valid. Doesn't mean your behavior is. Okay. So now he's, let's rewind a bit. This is now he's finally addressing the Sierra situation. And again, I'm not going to relitigate everything Sierra said. A lot of what Sierra said was her opinion. But like I said, we can have opinions about everything, but it affects Michael and his relationship. If her opinion is that he did something that was mischievous, she doesn't have any proof, but she kind of has that confirmation bias. We see a lot where people will, oh, you texted Jasenia beforehand so you must have been going out against me like we kind of do that thing the X-Files thing oh Michael had to have planned this all he couldn't have just not been into me when in fact usually that's what it comes down to is someone just isn't that into you campaign online um, talking you know giving her thoughts out there but you know there's there's this thought that you know just because your feelings are valid doesn't mean your behavior is And I have reached out to her multiple times privately to try to find common ground. Like if you have questions, like let's talk about this. And because I believe if you're doing something, if you handle something private, then you're seeking resolution. But if you're Mm -hmm. taking, if you're taking something public, you know, are you just looking to create waves? Interesting. If you're doing something private, you're seeking resolution. Now, we always accuse uh, former Bachelor contestants of being on the show for the wrong reasons. They all moved to L.A. There's a guy that lives in Ohio. He's a single dad. His wife passed away. He lives in Ohio. So you can understand that he doesn't want to drag out a lot of the past. I mean, it aired on the TV show, and that was that. I'm not, I'm not here to say like that Sierra's not hurt. I just know that if she was trying to, you know, take uh, find a resolution or heal or something, at least me, I would much rather prefer to do that like offline. And everybody's different. And I don't think Sierra's hurting anymore. I think her initial response might have been maybe she felt dumb or used or whatever after that situation. I think now she just doesn't care. And she's saying, I don't know him anything. I'm just going to share what I feel, which, you know, you're allowed to do. And she's allowed to do that. And he's allowed to come back and say, this is wrong. And here's X, Y, and Z, the reasons why it's wrong. So both can be valid and fair um, which is why I think it's good that he went on the show because it's not necessarily him stooping to her, to her level. It's him sharing his side of what went down. Everybody who goes down on the show, it's a dating show. People mm-hmm. request people. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like they want connections to happen. The show relies on that, you know, that fantasy of falling in love and actually working in real life. They need those stories. So he mentions then, and just to summarize that, yeah, the show asks, who are you interested in? And he said he was interested in Sierra and Danielle. He doesn't say that there was anyone else on his list. But as we know, Brendan Moraes goes down. Who are you interested in, Natasha? But I'd really want Piper. Now, we, of course, know that Brandon was dating Piper. Even if they weren't official, they were definitely dating. I think audiences wanted Michelle, wanted Danielle and Michael to be the next. They wanted that connective tissue that might not have existed, which was that Danielle and Michael had this all planned out from beforehand, which nobody has said that. Now, if Danielle wants to come on some tell-all and actually be like, oh yeah, Mike, now let's let's have a hypothetical. And again, this is just a hypothetical. Let's assume Danielle and Michael end and their breakup's really nasty. And then Danielle could say, well, Michael wanted to plan this all along. Here are the messages of him fake calling me and, and texting me and all these things. If that happened, this story would be wild. Sierra would be validated and all of this. There is no evidence for that. It's almost like, oh boy, we're going to make it political. All the people that want to say the last election was stolen. Find me the flipping evidence. We have judges that were appointed by Trump that all said in different states all over the country that there was no misdoings to the point where the Dominion voting machines and then the other voting machines are also in a lawsuit, won a lawsuit, a settlement with Fox News, the greatest defamation settlement of all time. It was like three quarters of a billion dollars. Find me the evidence. We always want the evidence. It doesn't exist here. It didn't exist politically. I just triggered somebody. We lost three subscribers. Subscribers, and I'm going to get a one-star podcast review. What have I done wrong here? <laughs> like Bachelor World people. And it's like, I don't know actually who's, get out. who's single whatsoever. And I remember saying I knew Danielle was single just because we had struck a friendship. She actually reached out to me um, because one of her friends too was battling cancer. And All right, so Michael says that Danielle reached out to him. Very good. Uh, we're having fun today, folks. Oh, Dave, how come your podcast doesn't have 100,000 subscribers? I don't know, because I can't help but tell the truth as I see it. And that pisses off some people. And that's okay if we lose you out there. We weren't meant to be for everybody, I'll tell you that much. That's what my mom always told me. My mom always told me, Dave, just remember... You're going to be a power recapper one day, but you're not meant for everybody. Would have, that would have been even... the easiest route for me. If So Michael now describes the easiest route for him. How did I turn Bachelor in Paradise into a political conversation? Only I, what a chef's kiss, right? Uh, this might be our top video of the year. Uh, so now we have what Michael defends. The easy situation would have been to go to Casa Amor and ditch Sierra that way. But he says he gave her the rose. Here's a nice rose here by Alicia. Crocheted roses. He said he gave Sierra the Rose so that she would have the power the following week to stay in the game how she saw fit. He didn't leave her high and dry. He did the noble thing. Production wanted and favored me so much. They would have said, dude, do not do this. Take the Rose. Something's happening. There's going to be a... He's being sarcastic. He's saying this didn't happen. If I didn't break up at that point when she had the Rose... Our storyline is buried and it's the same as everybody else's. Sierra, yeah, so, Sierra so goes to the other up. house. Dan- yeah. Danielle comes down. And it's just like everybody else who had a relationship. It's like Rodney and Lace. Like Rodney season. and like Rodney and Lace. Like, I mean, literally, 
everybody. So Michael then talks about how there was some favoritism that existed. None of his doing, just the fact that they protected him. And again, he doesn't say that they protected him, but we know Michael got a very favorable edit. And in rather than look at it as if Michael had something to do with it, look at it as the producers wanted to keep him around, probably. They were ready to bring Danielle, but they didn't want to bring her too early. Like in hindsight, we know that they were a good fit. But in the moment, we didn't know that. Stan our previous interview. I mean, because the main thing, I guess, with what I'm seeing is the main thing is that you're saying you didn't know you didn't have a relationship with Danielle prior and you didn't know she was coming down. Yes, that's true. I'm I'm just wondering, is there anything else we have not cleared up, covered? I mean, I think the idea that I was leading her on is I mean, I can understand why she may feel that way. All right. So the kind of something that they've already talked about there. And again, you can go back and check out the whole thing. Two final clips here where we really see Michael kind of just showing his frustration. But I feel like it's it's validated. No one's he doesn't come off like enraged, like how he's just saying this is ridiculous that we're talking about this a year later. But he's got the proof he wanted to share. Things that are not in baked in the truth. You bring up Danielle. Um, you probably see the internet speculation. I see it on your Instagram. Yeah. You post yeah. a photo and people are questioning, where is Danielle? Um, what is the status of you and Danielle? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. Being in a public relationship, it isn't fun. Um, and Danielle and I like both agree that the only people that should be in our relationship are us two. And so we think just like the healthiest way to have a relationship is to keep it private. And like, we both love each other. All right. So there he is saying, we're not going to share any more information with the audience. And let's go to our final clip where he exposes the DMs he received and how it doesn't line up with Sierra's story. Michael A. Yeah. Michael is there, any- <laughs> is there anything else you want to say that we didn't touch on? Oh, one thing we didn't talk about what yeah actually actually i think this one's important too Mm. if i'm being honest if i'm being honest when sierra calls when sierra called me out on twitter and she mentioned this on your last podcast Mm -hmm. was you know that i texted her at six in the morning and i was like why are you speculating Mm. that you have these tweets or these receipts about me and something scandalous. Mm -hmm. This is the actual (laughs) text right here. And I'm going to read it. Okay. Okay. It's six in the morning. I say, Hey, saw your tweet. Please release any receipts you have. I know what they are and I'm fine with them. She writes, why is this how you're choosing to start your day? And I said, just, tr- just tired of you attacking me. You know I'm happy and you continue to stir the pot. I honestly don't want to have a discussion with you. Just wanted to let you know that I welcome the receipt, the release of any and all receipts you have. Her response, that tweet has more to do with me and something Eliza is going through, not you. But thanks for exposing your guilty conscience. I'm glad you're happy, Michael. I'm not attacking you. And there's no, and there's honestly no point to. 
So well, when what she was the tweet though, was it, it her, was, her tweet was alluding to the fact that she had all of these receipts about me. And if you go on Twitter, everyone's like, release the receipts about Michael A. Mm. And she's, she's not clarifying anything. She just said on your last podcast, she has all these receipts. And when I called her out on it, she's like, how vain of you. All right. So yeah, I mean, Sierra pulled the reverse Uno where she says, oh, that wasn't even about you. But of course, everyone assumes it's about him. Was it really about him? Or was she then called out and she says, oh, that wasn't even about you. You're so vain. You probably thought that podcast was about you. All right. What did you guys think? Leave a comment, rate it, review it. Please keep sharing your positive comments and your positive reviews on the Apple Podcast app. 77% of audience listen on the Apple Podcast app. Go on your phone and just hit a five-star review. And, and if you want, you can share us with your friends on Instagram. It really helps promote the show. And we'll be back tomorrow to finish out this crazy week of entertainment news. In the meantime, I've been Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour. <laughs>